Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Pastor John here with this week's 10. Well, it's really not at 10. It's more like 10 at 10.45, running a little bit late, had a meeting uh, this morning and it's a really good time. And so I want to come and just um, open up and get in the word with you. Hope you've had a, a really good week. The weather has been absolutely incredible. Have just really enjoyed this weather. And I want to continue in talking uh, in the word uh, about how to grow in Christ and talking about this, this resource that's out at the prayer table. Uh, there's a number of little Uh, quick references and quick resources that if you want to study the Word, you can get into a couple different areas about how to be saved, about water baptism, um, about, you know, healing, if you're in need of healing, or how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, a number of different resources out there. And this one is called How to Grow in Christ, Um, and it has a number of scriptures to get into. The main scripture, which we'll start, uh, we'll read again and go with, is Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And this is the foundation of if you want to grow in Christ, here's how. If you want to grow in Christ, here's how. This is how you you start the process. And last week, we unpacked the first phrasing um, of this scripture. I want to read the scripture and jump into it. So let's put 10 minutes on the clock and uh, get started. So Father, in Jesus, name. We thank you, Lord, that you invite us into new life and you've transformed us, you've redeemed us, and we thank you that you are um, growing us and helping us. We thank you that we can hear your voice. Your sheep know your voice and another they will not follow. And so thank you for the personal invitation to come to you and to to learn from you and take your yoke. We just want to know you more and grow in our relationship with you. So Holy Spirit, Help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So um, growth is intentional. That's what we talked about last week. Growth is intentional. It's never accidental. And and this is you need to see this as a personal invitation from the Lord. Matthew 11, um, 28 uh, through 30. It says, Jesus says he's talking to a crowd of people that were that that knew the word of God. They were f- familiar with the temple and synagogue and and with with serving God and honoring God. And, and so he was speaking to them and he was saying, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So this is an invitation from the Lord to to everyone. It, it, it's, it's to not just them in that day, but it's to you today and he's and he's giving this invitation of come to me and so we we broke down that phrase uh, last week and talked about what it means to come to him not just going to church not just doing something religious but building relationship you're coming to him you're not just coming to the Bible you're coming to the author of the Bible it's personal it's relational it's not rule keeping it's relationship building and you come to to the word, to see him, to know him. Jesus reveals himself. The Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the author of the book and he reveals Jesus to you. 
And we talked about the importance of reading the Bible every day, getting in a habit, a lifestyle of reading the Bible every day. And I talked about reading Luke, and you can find all that right on this sheet. Just pick it up next time you're at church at the prayer table. You can pick one of these up and, and take it home with you. And and it'll, it'll be about, really, ultimately, about you know six months, really, if you do it all a chapter a day, right around six months of reading to get you started as you begin to come to him. And notice the promise of coming to him. He says, I will give you rest. And then it, there's actually two mentions of rest here in this scripture. So he starts off of all you who are weary and burdened, overwhelmed, weighed down by you trying to do this in your strength, by you trying to you know, keep the rules, by you walking in performance, or you know, all you who are wore out trying to do things in your strength. He says, you come to me. And he says, I will give you rest. And what that first word of rest means in the Greek phrasing is basically like just a stopping of all of your effort, a stopping and a ceasing of all of your effort. There are certain things you need to stop. You know, of course, sin being one of them, stop pursuing sin, uh, but also religious performance of trying to earn this and trying to do this by effort and performance. We need to stay away from that. We need to be responsible. We need to be faithful. We need to be diligent, but we don't need to to keep the rules in a sense and try to do stuff uh, to earn something, to try to be good enough. Um, and and so this first rest is really a ceasing and a stopping from all of your activity. And it's kind of like a physical rest. And then he says, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. Um, and, and, and when he says my yoke is easy and my burden is light, he talks about you'll find rest for your souls. Now, it's not just a physical rest. But you'll find rest in your souls. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, uh, I shall not lack. He leads me uh, in green pastures. He makes me lie down in green pastures, leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. What, what that means is he brings my soul to a place of rest. And the rest is resting in him. It's not inactivity. It's being active in him and having him be active in you. It's resting in the right activity, not some self-effort, not sinful activity, um, not performance activity, but resting in his finished work, the identity, the authority, and the, the ministry that he has for you. And so this phrase of take my yoke refers to a rabbi's teaching. A yoke is not just a where, where uh, you know this this element where where two oxen are you know are in this this yoke and one's stronger or one's more, more mature and the other one's a little younger and and it's, they're working together. Um, that's not totally an incorrect you know analogy or illustration, but in that culture when Jesus was speaking. The yoke of a rabbi was the belief system, the interpretation, the lenses and the measures of interpreting uh, the teaching of Scripture. Um, what does the Scripture mean? And it, and it really creates a belief system, how you perceive the lenses and how you view stuff. And so Christ has come to give us the correct belief system from Scriptures. So it's not man-centered. It's not tradition-centered. Jesus said the traditions of men 
make the word of God of no effect because it, it skews your belief system. And so take my yoke is all about um, receiving through proper uh, through a spirit of wisdom and revelation, receiving the proper interpretation to, of Scripture, of the Word of God, to establish in you the the godly uh, and accurate belief system for your life. Um, because all behavior is supported and driven by a belief. And, and so it's all about a belief system, and it's putting theology in action. And rabbis would have this this. Uh, teaching, uh, creating, or explaining the interp- interpretation of what the scripture means and how to apply it through obedience in your daily life. And and Jesus came to teach that, and he's the rabbi of all rabbis. He's the heavenly rabbi that has come to be our teacher, our Lord, our Savior, our master, and give us the proper interpretation of scripture. So notice he doesn't say go go to synagogue and go read the scripture, what he says is you come to me. Well, how do we come to him? We go to him by reading scripture. In John chapter five, Jesus said, you know, to the Pharisees who went to synagogue all the time and was reading the scriptures all the time, he said in John chapter five, uh, you think you have eternal life because you, you read the scriptures and in the scriptures, you think you have eternal life, but you don't because you're not willing to come to me. You got to come to me. And we go to Jesus by going through the Bible. But when we come to the Bible and we actually come to him, we need to take upon the second phrase. And the second phrase is take my yoke, take my belief system. And on the resource, I have a few scriptures listed below here, and I'll only share one of them today. And then next week, I'll pick it up with some more. But it's it's all scripture is God breathed, it's God inspired. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen. Um, it's a great scripture to look into. All scripture is God breathed and inspired by God, and and it's useful, it's profitable for for teaching, you know, for doctrine, like uh, to to feed on this doctrine. And doctrine is really a pathway. It's a way in which your life should walk. It's, it's a roadway. You know, let the word of God be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's a doctrine. It's a way the word and the teaching of scripture from Christ gives us a pathway, gives us that kingdom yellow brick road that we need to follow. So it's profitable and it teaches us the way in which we should live our life. And and just that alone is huge. So are you walking in the will of God? Are you walking in the word of God? Is your life aligned uh, to the word of God, to the will of God through a love motivated obedience? And if it's not, disobedience is not walking in that kingdom yellow brick road. And so in taking the yoke, um, this this one's going to be a little bit bigger. It's going to take me a couple weeks to unpack this. But in taking the yoke, you're addressing your belief system. You're identifying your false beliefs, your distorted beliefs, the things you're believing that really aren't accurate about who God is and what his word says. And you're replacing those beliefs. You're changing the way you think. You're replacing those beliefs to come back into right relationship with God. And it's not just WWJD, what would Jesus do? It's WWJB, what would Jesus believe? So if Jesus, um, whose perfect theology 
in action, who has perfect relationship with the Father, has the right belief system, and has come to give us that belief system. We need to, as we look at Scripture and look at his life and look at the Gospels and look at the early church, we need to look, that's my timer, we need to look at, you know, what is Jesus believing about himself, about the Father, about about who he is in the Father, who the Father is in him, about his identity, about his authority, and about his ministry. You know, what is Jesus believing? And we need to come into right beliefs. And because changing your beliefs will ultimately change your behavior, but just changing your behavior won't necessarily change your belief. I'm all about changing behavior. I think we should should change behavior, but we need to make sure we go under the hood and to the root to change the belief system. And that's what taking the yoke, you're taking the mind of Christ, the heart of Christ, the belief system of Christ. And we'll talk more about this next week. So Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for your word. And I thank you that you invite us to come to you. You invite Invite us to take your yoke and learn from you, that you would give rest to our souls, God. We thank you for it. And I pray that as we read your word every day, Holy Spirit, you speak to us and change our belief system, confront the lies that we've learned to live with, and help us walk in a spirit of truth. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hey, love you guys. We'll see you Sunday. Thanks again for listening to the Face Center podcast. To connect with us, go to facecenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.